Greetings, Maltopians. Are you looking to delve deeper into the world of Maltopia? Then check out our Patreon, where you can find written mythos pieces, world maps, found footage, art, Patreon-exclusive shows, and more. Just go to patreon.com forward slash Maltopia and join one of our tiers for access to great new content. Brave the forbidden and embrace the darkness. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Maltopia Podcast. For our oldest and most loyal listeners out there, we wanted to let you know about our new Patreon page. Outside of our careers and time spent with family, 
The three of us here at Maltopia have been working every night and weekend for the past five years, building our company into what it is today. With your help, our goal is to make Maltopia our livelihood, allowing us to bring you higher quality content, exciting new podcast series and published works, and a large central community for you to take part in. As a thank you for your support, we're offering exclusive perks and bonus content, like early access to podcast episodes, behind-the-scene creator videos, and more. Go to patreon.com forward slash Maltopia today and explore our membership levels. And be sure to scroll through for free public content, some of which gives you a sneak peek at what you can expect when you become a member. From Mark, Steve, and Walker, thanks again for enjoying our podcast, and we hope to meet you soon on Patreon. Passengers exercised their habit of looking towards Lynn for direction, who, after a few moments of sizing things up from as many perspectives as possible, drew even with the Warbringer and addressed the tinny voice. I think we'll wait for the next one, thanks. The light flickered and the voice returned. Suit yourself. The doors to the elevator slammed together with incredible force, destroying the remaining silence, and then the car rocketed into the depths the noise of the cable unraveling like the whine of an overtaxed fishing reel. The elevator smashed down into the guts of the building, just a plume of uproar, suggesting the distance left to be traveled to the bottom. Multitasking was a gift that seemed relatively pale alongside her other aptitudes, although pale also served as a suitable descriptor for the cognitive effects they furnished as her brain had been appropriately outfitted for both the collection of incredible amounts of data as well as its effective collation. As such, the dead knot's words had not been lost within the transition from his rather cryptic assessment of the passenger's agenda to the business of ghost elevators. His words sat like a gravestone upon her chest. Up till that point, she'd avoided her guilt, whenever she could appreciate it, by holding up her victimhood as a bulwark. After all, this life was not her choice. But that excuse went only so far, or so deep, to excusing her role in the deaths of so many. She made no attempt to save the people of Curious Forest, narrowing her efforts to the scale of the few, allowing the many whatever scraps fate might be inclined to throw them. And even as she moved to replace one excuse with another, that her power courted such apathy and so could not be blamed for her constrained approach to the wielding of her authority and abilities, she recognized the intention, catching herself in the act of self-deception. Despite the capacity, she elected not to ponder the matter alongside her current situation, setting her indiscretions aside 
for the moment. Switching gears, she looked upon the Warbringer, considering her feelings for the man who now watched over her with razor-sharp vigilance. She was curious as to where the man began and his power ended. How much of what she enjoyed was merely the handiwork of the machine? Was it his strength or his weakness that beckoned her, as he had more than his share of both? Mars's night sight was her guiding light as she moved through the derelict, allowing Keith's sonar to describe the wider spaces. She felt almost adrift between the two sensate feeds, as if she were somewhere else, observing events from the comfort of a panic room, a passenger in the truest sense. The deeper into the building they went, the more galleries they encountered, and the more bizarre they became in both placement and content. The art now sprawled across as much surface area as the ensuing rooms could afford. Paintings nailed to every inch of ceiling, sculptures crowded the floors and heaped into corners. The imagery itself was coming into focus, traveling from the wild passions of the insular visionary into the painstaking reality of the hyper-realist. At first, the art reflected what could only be construed as the final moments of the building as a surface structure. Fear-stricken crowds caught in freefall, their faces stretched in endless scream. Perhaps the artist, or artists, took small liberties by way of the faces, allowing the mouths and eyes some leeway as to how wide terror could realistically open them. It soon became clear that the galleries were telling a story in sequential order, for the next room exhibited the moments following the descent of the merger building. The sprawl of bodies where they landed, dust still wheeling, all of it caught within a funeral pallor of weakest light, mostly elevated grays and washed-out blues. The artistic focus of the following spaces moved from corpses to the monochrome study of wrecked rooms, and the suggestions, shadows and out-of-focus figures, of living inhabitants. This theme persisted throughout several floors. Even the staircases were slathered in the stuff, the realism of unrealistic things creeping at Lynn through her vicarious views. Mars suddenly stopped as he opened the door to the 30th floor. She could feel his hackles and adrenaline rise as his eyes settled upon the subject of a painting set out on the other side of the door. It was an image of Mars, though not the iteration she had become accustomed, but one steeped in jungle, clothed in military fatigues, and pushing a bayonet through the eye of a prone old man. The figure was held down by other soldiers as Mars's blade was only half visible beyond the blood of his actions his face a grimace of hateful determination. The Warbringer's shoulders drooped, his head lowering. Lynn didn't have to wonder if the image was accurate. The darkness they were into dealt in lies no less than truth. The latter wielded to maximum disastrous result. This was no more obvious than now, where the path forward was also a journey backwards, the scenery the stuff of one man's painful past. As before, the paintings were time-sequenced. The many evils done in the name of war, all of them painted in almost photorealistic detail, leaving no question as to subject or theme. Mars, it appeared, was no less the killer then than now, 
and given what Lin understood of the machine's technique, she surmised the memories were not cherished by the one-man army. His power, like her own, merely so much weaponized misery. There were paintings of wholesale slaughter, Mars always out in front, several sculptures of children's heads riddled with bullet holes, and there was even a letter written in red paint. It read, Dear Sally, all I want is to come home to you, but I can't, even if they let me. I died out here. There isn't much of me to send back. The things I've seen and what I've done can't be undone. I can't look you in the eyes knowing what I know, and it's still not over. They want me to go back for more, and I agreed, but only because I don't have the guts to do myself in, because I have to let the other guy do it for me. Please don't wait for me. Find someone else. Someone better. You were always too good for me anyways. Owen. Mars trudged through the halls of his own darkened past, his gait slow and indecisive, the anguish of his life on full display. Presumably, as a courtesy, Hazel kept her light to the floor, and Keith muttered not so much as a word. Lynn felt the void surrender a flicker of feeling, and she placed a hand on the warbringer's shoulder. To her shock, he left it there, which was fortunate as she used it to calm him after the dead knot chuckled from somewhere behind. Rightly joined, indeed. <laughs> A sign hung over the doorway to the next floor. The music of Keith Noonday. The conductor spoke up finally. Might I lead the way through this one? so that I might be the first to see myself reflected in such brooding extravagance. Mars didn't have any words, and just nodded to his companion as he slipped to the front of the line. Once past the door, there was only darkness, and then the sound of a needle placed upon a record. No one moved, waiting for the music. But this was no music. It was the sound of the past. Daddy... Will you come and play with me? Now, can't you see I don't feel well? My head is splitting. You always feel bad, Daddy. Just once, can you play with me? No, goddammit. Leave me be. Keith was frozen, his eyes widening in horror. Hazel rushed to his side. It's just the darkness, Keith, trying to get to you. Don't let it. The recording continued. I don't want to leave you, William, but I must go. I I have no choice. It's the only way Daddy can get better. I love you more than anything in the world, son. Tears leaked from the corners of Keith's eyes. Lynn found herself unable to help. The sight of the man who never lost his humor, crying. It never occurred to her before how much she leaned upon the man's unkillable cheer. Hazel tried to draw the Malsapien's attention by taking his hand. Keith, you have to ignore it. Listen to me. Snap out of it. The darkness's coup de grace sounded from the ether. Daddy, don't leave me. 
The words knocked the conductor to the floor, his body trembling with sadness. Keith's response, offered through tears and sobbing, seemed to travel the length of the building. My little William, I'm so sorry. How wonderful it must be to wield such power. Your little tricks of fresh paint and old records to torment with such brilliant precision. The haunted house that is always a step ahead. It's many terrible magic shows. It's unassailable heart of mystery. But you're mortal now too, you see. Like us, you have come to rest within a body. This building, the pit. Keith rose to his feet, holding his arms out as if addressing the darkness itself. And that, my friend, I can assail. In point of fact, I can destroy it. Keith's words rose like thunder, the entire building shaking, walls cracking, ceilings buckling, floors fissuring. I can turn your darkness into a song, my song, and send you screaming back to whatever cosmic shithole you came from. Lynn couldn't tell if the faint moaning, the cries of the darkness, perhaps, were audible to one and all, or merely Keith, and by extension, herself. And now you will open the way to the banquet hall, and you will never again even whisper my boy's words, or by God I'll sing you into the next world. The sounds of doors opening and light switching on replaced the previous gloom, a clear way forward. Lynn, Hazel, and Mars semi-circled their kinsmen, silent at the sight of his grief. And for the second time, Mars surprised the de facto leader of the Malsapiens, gripping the conductor by the shoulders and looking him straight in the eyes. Glad we didn't lose you, Keith. But couldn't you have done that a little sooner? Like, I don't know, back at the Mars exhibit? Both men smiled in tandem. It wasn't difficult to locate the prose reciting Spectre. Easier still was to descend the building at his own pace, the business with the conductor supplying the dead knot an excellent opportunity to slip away unseen. Solidifying from ethereal mists, the pale Goliath loomed over the basement, where the displaced building deposited so many of its dead. I am here to talk with you more directly, Spectre. As you can see, there is no hiding from me. Now, tell me of this reunion you speak of. The bodies began to twist and float and conjoin, until a massive death's head had formed from so many corpses, its eyes partaking of limitless subterranean darkness. The reunion starts with knowledge, which I will give freely to you. You see, you and I are different from others of our kind, if they indeed are our kind. I am called a renegade, a traitor amongst the Oversapien. But what they do not know is that I was let go, my freedom offered and accepted. The same shall be presented to you once the timing is right 
I suspect. And why, pray tell, would the Melangian make such a grand offer? The machine and its mouthpieces are not given to providing much explanation. But this much I suspect. Much like yourself, death is so much a window to me, and I peer through it often. I see many, many strange things. Most importantly, I see dead over sapiens not staying so. I sense their souls caught within some kind of cycle. Something outside of the purview of the larger cycle that is conventional life and death. They are being remade, it seems to me. And this process does not apply to us, you and I. No, we are butterflies among the cocooned. We need no further becoming. I was instructed to remain hidden until such a time I was summoned forth again. I was told to make myself known, to assist in the drawing together of the Oversapiens and Malsapiens, and I have done just that. My fellow Oversapiens, it seems, have run out of borrowed time at last. But this is not to say that I truly understand the machine's plan, mind you. What I present to you is merely a summary of several of its less conspicuous actions thus far. And how does this concern me? Or more importantly, us? But before you answer, let me guess. You believe our similar natures, commands, and alliance. Yes? Don't be so smug. You're half correct, just as you're only half complete. You and I are not all that similar. Not yet. You fancy yourself such a clever monster, and yet you fail to see what's truly weighing you down. The machine left you incomplete, tied to a human soul. The reunion I spoke of is nothing less than your reunion with existence. As a free creature, no longer tethered to the pathetic death of a whimpering man-child. Or perhaps you enjoy sitting in your dank basement, impotent and banished. The dead knot's mounting irritation roused Eric from the depths of his prison, calling him up from a sea of shadow. Where, where are we, brother? We are in the guts of the merger building, chatting with a fellow deathling. An oversapien formed from the strewn corpses of the building's dead. He was about to tell me that by destroying you, I might free myself into the world once and for all. And furthermore, if I were only to join him in whatever scheme he's concocted, he would show me how to do just that. Destroy you. The dead not let his words hang in the air, neither Eric nor Oversapien appearing to know what to say. The giant began again, smiling sarcasm through his rictus grin. Not to appear smug, yet again, but that is what you are going to say, yes. Earls before swine, creature. 
I should have never given you the chance to determine your own fate. So I will have to do the determining for you, it appears. Ah, yes. It was because of you I was withheld from the passenger's second outing, for fear you might arrest my will. Apparently, the machine isn't quite done with me. Conversely, I am quite done with you. I would sooner destroy myself than see my brother harmed. You made a mistake coming here, Spectre. The Oversapien only leered through blackened pits for eyes and said, Did I? The dead not again felt the pry of invisible forces trying to invade his body, seize upon his will. Your tricks are better played upon corpses, as I have already declared once this very night. I am not dead. I am death. Your power holds no sway with me, and yet I feel my power more than sufficient to sway you, and then some. The dead knot plunged his armored fist into the gigantic death's head. The blow landed like a bomb, the giant's strength incalculable. All that remained of the Malsapien's target was raucous echoes and the dust of the dead the overflow of force shaking the earth, the second tremor of the evening. Good lord, what was that all about? Eric finally asked, his words clear for their placement within the vast echo chamber. It seems there is more to the game of Oversapiens versus Malsapiens than was first imagined though the fact is hardly surprising. As for the pulverized creature, it thought me tractable to offers of power and secret alliances. I have all the power I will ever need, and against this world I have but one ally, and it is you, dear brother. Well, I'm, I'm glad of it. But where are the others? Above. Slowly making their way down, I suspect. You needn't worry. I shall make my way back to them. Her. The Oversapien's voice rang out from all around the dead knot. If you think you've done me in, you're not nearly so clever as you think, giant. This place is suffused with the dead, and as you've correctly pointed out, they are quite susceptible to my charms. You will come with me, one way or the other. Why do you think I chose such a place to contact you? You are beginning to bore me, Spectre. Let us get on with it then, shall we? As you wish. A hand the size of a house, comprised of countless corpses, smashed through the basement and closed around the dead knot, dragging him from his perch down into the silence of the great yawning pit. Thank you once again for listening to another episode of the Maltopia podcast. To help us grow and spread the word, we'd love nothing more than for you to like, comment, rate, and review us on iTunes or your favorite podcast platform. 
You can also connect with us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, and tweet us on Twitter for the latest original artwork and important updates. And for even more about our ever-growing literary world, head to Meltopia.com to read our dark fiction and gain access to giveaways and discounts with our newsletter. Hey folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win, and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc., 